The following episode contains discussion of sensitive subject matter, including relationship abuse. Our discussion may be triggering to some, so listener discretion is advised. If you are concerned for your safety or the safety of someone you know, you can contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline by calling 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-7233, or texting START to 88788. For resources and what to expect when you contact the hotline, visit thehotline.org. battle with self and a constant battle with friends. Welcome to the show, everybody. What are friends for? It's for taking rapid tests from the drugstore. They're apparently inexpensive. I'm about to get myself a whole packet and just leave it at my front door because that is where we are today. I'm Gabrielle Ruiz. And I'm Gabrielle's best friend, Pelavi Sastri. I also, like, we wrote, we even wrote a warm-up for this one, but we just, like, threw it out the window just now, so. Let's throw, <laughs> let's throw her in and introduce our guest today because I want this guest, I want this guest to be a part of the conversation of yeah. our preconceived warm-up. We have today writer from Netflix's Mr. Iglesias, actress, comedian, host of the Kind of Dating podcast, which we were on not that long ago. Please go check it out. Please welcome Natasha Chandel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being a part of our warm up because it was pretty legit. We had to like start recording because we just got right into it. That's what I love about having slay podcasters as guests. Yeah, we're just we're just shooting the shit already. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also like, you know, I just, that, that episode that we were on with you and Aisha was like, just such like a hangout. It felt like a hangout sesh, which I'm sure is the point of your show, which is you're, you're very good at it. So like, you know, we just felt like, oh, we can just, it, we don't have to have a buildup when she's on our show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't prep around me at all. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. That's the whole point. I I, I mean, you know, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. This is what this podcast is about. You don't you don't over prepare with our friends. We just shoot no. the shit and exactly. exactly unless they're like stressful friends, which oh. you know we were just talking about like having to rapid test before seeing somebody and like where to go get a rapid test because they're like you need to sh- you need to come to this party. We haven't seen you in a long time, and you're just like, oh, do I really want to do? Well, that? and that was the thing about the party is the friend who was hosting it, who also had the baby, said I'll pay for like a concierge to come to my house. And I was like, friend, that's so kind, but friend, that's expensive. Like, am Mm -hmm. I going to put that person up for that because of my anxiety of being a first time mom in a pandemic? Like, I I, I can't put that on someone and ended up rapid tests were were, uh, another plan. And then I talked to Philip. I was like, are rapid tests okay? (laughs) Like it's wall it's walgreens like no offense to walgreens but like you know it's hmm. you know it, it's like a sharpie like i can also get a sharpie at walgreens you know yeah versus like, knowing like, if i have sharpie. covid or not yeah it's like the pregnancy test at the at the pharmacy versus <laughs> the pregnancy test at the doctor's office the ob oh i was gonna say bodega because <laughs> that was like <laughs> Clearly, I don't know this uh, process. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? What happened? 
Oh goodness. Um, no, but we um we're talking about when we were writing the notes for this, we were talking about how much we love the banter and the vibe between you and Aisha. And um it kind of reminded us of our working relationship. So I would love for you to uh, like to to make take this moment to like give Aisha a shout out and your working relationship with her. <laughs> oh my god, Aisha is the best. Uh, she's my co-host on Kind of Dating. I think it obviously works, and there's probably good banter because she's my real life friend. And so yeah. you know, she she and I are actually very close in real life. We used to work together. Yeah. That's how she got onto the podcast. Um, Aisha is probably the better half of me for sure where I'm more of a shit talker and Aisha is like a nice balanced person where I'll make very stark statements and Aisha will be like, well, I mean, maybe here's the balance. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And she's got a buttery, buttery voice. I'm like, just keep talking. Mm. (laughs) Keep talking about it to me. Just Mm. talk. So, so that, yeah, you kind of buried the lead in there. So you guys knew each other before the pod. You didn't meet in the context of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, we knew each other for years before. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So like now that both of you have been doing this show for how long now? Over four years. Yeah. Mm. Almost 200 episodes. So would you call yourself a dating expert now? Like um, at least amongst your friends, maybe? Um, No, I I prefer to consider myself experienced. And I think Mm. I've experienced enough in life and then doing the show. And at this point, sometimes I tend to know more than most of my guests. So I'm like, I feel like I have a good head on my shoulders at the very mm. least. But it also does feel like you are like, at least in your crowd, though, it kind of you're very open about the fact that you also take dating advice from people. So, you know, it's a good balance of everything. But like, you know, how often do you get those texts or calls from friends like needing to vent or dish or Talk about their significant others <laughs> all the time, all the time. I mean, I, I, I the amount of the amount of messages I get from others, I, I unfortunately can't get back to everybody anymore. But <laughs> but my friends and stuff, it's just like uh, I try. Though people, I think, also know a little bit. Like if you ask me the first thing, and you we all, we discuss this too, right? I think when you guys were on this idea mm-hmm. of like, if a friend comes to me, I first say, "Do you want a vent?" Or do you want advice? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go down this path where I'm saying something and they're like, shut the fuck up. I just wanted right. to talk. Like, I just wanted to vent. So, right. so now right. I, I ask. And then if they if they actually want advice, they kind of know it'll end up being a little real talk. We were we were talking, Pallavi and I, when we were prepping this show, um, especially from coming on to kind of dating. And I had some time to think about it. And I was like, what dating stories do Pallavi and I have in common because Pallavi got married a lot, a lot younger than I did. And she at least knows like a few ex-boyfriends of mine. And so I wanted to prop the question. I want to propose the question to Pallavi and you can get in on this if you've had this experience, but like Pallavi, and I prepped you on it. So I think you have a very good answer is, um, can you like disclose and share like an opinion you have about my ex that you've never shared before? About any of them. Any of them. <laughs> okay. uh, or all of them. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, I think I remember there was one, I think you and I started getting close at the tail end of one of your relationships. And that relationship, I remember when I heard that you were dating that person. <laughs> I was like, of course she is. 
And wait, why? Why did you I, say like insert course? eye roll though? Like she just rolled her eyes. <laughs> because I don't know, like, you know, because she and I met in the context of work back in the day. And I was just like, of course, she's definitely the type to date the stud in the cast. So like, <laughs> so it made sense to me. So it was just not, it wasn't like a disgusted eye roll. It was just like a, of course. <laughs> so Natasha, before Philip, I dated a lot of show ponies. A lot of show ponies. We all have, and they're they're you know so much fun. They're good for the libido and whatever. (laughs) They're good. They're good for her. Oh, they're such and they're such babies. They're yeah, they're terrible humans, but they're (laughs) beautiful in bed and nice to like put your hand over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there was another show pony that I think I tend to like because I maybe because I've just been married for a long time that like. He would say things like, yeah, you would talk about the future. And then this is the one where I was just like, oh, uh, he has an interest in like real estate. And so do we. And so, oh, just my like, God, I forgot about this. Oh, my rem- God. Yeah. Do you remember this? Um, there was one where <laughs> where we were like, oh, he has an interest in real estate. OK. And we were all living in Queens at the time. And so we were like, OK, great. We're going to go see this property next week. Do you want to come with us? And he and he was he sent Gabrielle in his place because he wasn't able to come. But then at that, like Gabrielle was so nervous that day with us, and I was just like, "What is going on with her right now?" Like she just was like not seriously interested. And we were and you, Paulie and I, like we were not like friends like we are now. Like yeah. we were we were leveled like three tiers down friends at this point. <laughs> and this guy was like, "We should go look at houses, but you go for us." Uh, what? Uh, okay. And so I just remember going with Paula and Hari around Queens. <laughs> what? It was so fucking weird. Well, but what I didn't realize, what I didn't realize until that day was that he was all talk. He was nice. all talk. And that's why I bring it up because it's like, wow, like I, I did not realize how many men out there will just talk a big game, but don't know how to put their money where their mouth is. Oh my God. In terms of commitment. That's like almost all. I I, I literally right? say it on the podcast where I'm like, in the beginning, I, I'm like, guys literally do something called word vomiting where guys uh-huh. have, they do not realize the things that they are saying out loud. So, and girls, we take everything because we're careful about what we say. We take things seriously because we go, I've thought about what I'm about to say. And they literally don't. That's why so many guys like on first dates will go, oh man, you and I'd make great babies. Yeah. And then girls. No consequences. No consequences when you say that. (laughs) Oh my God, he's thinking of having kids. Like he's imagining that. And the guy's just going, nah, man, she's hot. I'm hot. Like, yeah. Kids <laughs> Our DNA hot. would be cool. Like, but like, yeah, not and I can't thinking about it. It was just so like the way that he was speaking to me and like us, her friends, yeah. being like, Yeah, you know, Gabrielle's community is here in Queens, and you know, she she's very happy here. And you know, our I definitely see our future and like this and that. Like I, I already own my place over here and I would love to own property here. And we were just like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take you seriously, bro. Like, cool. Let's let's go look at some shit. Natasha, <laughs> this was the guy like three weeks in sized my ring at Tiffany's, like did I the can't. whole up to do. And I was like, 
the whole time I was just, it didn't feel right. <laughs> you know, it was like repelling, but it was fun, you know? <laughs> Isn't it not playing house back and you go like the not it's not even like a bad story, right? That's not like a, a horrible date. It's just insane. It's and insane. Sometimes you like, do you guys look back and go, <laughs> what insanity did I deal with? <laughs> why did I think that that was it's more like what were my friends thinking in that time that's what's also my favorite like yeah. thing to go back to mm. not what my parents think not what my sister thinks like what were my friends thinking while this was happening <laughs> yeah all of you go yeah. ahead well, no, you I mean, but that's what I was thinking I was I, I think I just again this comes back to we always ask this friend this question at the end of our show which we will ask you as well now I'm gonna bury the lead but like so you're gonna be prepped but like we always ask yeah. everybody what what kind of friend are you like I'm a face value friend like I will I will hear what you say and I will take it at face value and I will not read into it if I don't have to like if you are not for if you're not being cryptic with me I'm going to believe what you're saying like it's not that I'm gullible it's just like cool, this, this person is saying that this, my friend means this much to him. <laughs> so why yeah. shouldn't I take him at face value? Cause I also love my friend, you know, <laughs> it's just, have you ever, have you ever cool. gone uh, real estate shopping on, as a date? And talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I can't, you know, I've done a lot of things. I can't say that one. I can't believe I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> Hints to friends or reality. Yeah. So we picked one from the kind of dating um, Instagram, and it is from July 22nd. And it's a tweet, and it caught my eye because it was just like, uh, yeah, I, I, but I'll read the, the oh, caption okay. and then I'll also read what the tweet said. So the caption says, Leo season has got me thinking differently. And the photo is a tweet, and the tweet says, might fuck around and get myself into a healthy relationship based on mutual respect and trust. I don't know. Feeling crazy. <laughs> so, so we picked that one because a, I have, I usually have beef to pick with Leo's. I feel like we really clash a lot. So that's why the caption caught me, but the tweet, and I know kind of dating usually does concentrate on romantic relationships, mm -hmm. but because we're a friendship podcast, like, we like to also look at those things and see how much similarities there's are there is in those sentiments with our friendships too. Cause like think about a friendship and my question to you is like, how, how would, would you agree or how important would you say a mutual respect and trust is needed in a healthy friendship as well? Oh my God. It's like everything. It has to be the basis. I feel I mean, I've had so many friendships that have ended. I wouldn't say so many, but the 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 few that I've had that have ended were because like somebody just didn't respect either your boundaries or or just respect you as a person, which I guess usually comes down to boundaries. So yeah, it's very very important. Yeah, and it's also and I and we like to bring stuff like this up because like we're just so much more forgiving of like romantic partners like making these mistakes but then like a friend doesn't get a single ounce of grace or like the same amount of grace that we give to a romantic partner I'm just like no we it should be the same like <laughs> it's harder they're longer relationships a mm -hmm. lot of the time no definitely and in uh 
I mean, it's hard too, right? Is I think so, some people just have a certain kind of common sense, I think, when it comes to relationships and respect, whether it's friendship mm. or relationship. And some people just are kind of like really self-absorbed. Like I've had those friends where I'm like, you wouldn't, you just the basic, just basic courtesy. You didn't think about like if we we're going to cancel a plan to call me in advance or, you know, tell me mm-hmm. beforehand mm-hmm. that this was not working out before, like, I'm like, it's like an hour before me ready to leave. I planned my Friday night and I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I guess we're not yeah. going. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do tend to, and, and Gabrielle and I, I think we talk about this a lot. It's like, you know, it's a similar skill to like, you know, we're, we're so much, we're so quick to jump on our significant others to be like, you know, this is what I need. This is what I want. But like, we want our friends to read our minds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's true. I think because I don't know. Have you ever thought about why? Maybe because why we do that. I mean, I feel like we we're we expect more of our friends because they're there's a different type of relationship, right? Do you guys believe this yeah. that that like your partner is supposed to be your best friend? Because I I don't personally believe that. That's a very good question. I feel not supposed to be. That's yeah. for sure. Um, if they are. They're definitely, for me and what I need in my life and my everyday life is I need to not see him all the time, you know, or I need not to like every opinion or every question I have to deal with something isn't all going to him, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a best friend, because Pallavi's my best friend, Sarah's my best friend. And like, I know I go to them about really different things. So I feel mm-hmm. like Philip is like one of my best friends, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know? Multiple. And that's the kind of the thing, right? Is like, like I think with best friends, they we expect them to know us in a different way than mm-hmm. even your partner does. And so maybe that's why we're more forgiving with partners than we are with our friends, you know? Mm. And also maybe because you bought real estate with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. This is a thing. Because then you're in, you know? Ooh, very in. <laughs> and then you got to like work on it versus like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> I will say we did because like we are the type of people like my husband and I are the type of people that go into business with friends and we learned quickly that Philip treads lightly on that which is Gabrielle's husband and um when we were like yeah let's like you know let we want to start let's let's look at real it, like it's, I don't know we're just I guess we're obsessed with real estate I don't know but like <laughs> we're not we're not we're, that makes us sound very wealthy we're just we're not but <laughs> But we were, I think we were talking to Philip about this. And this is when I was just like, oh, you kind of have to work with Philip. Is like when he was just like, no, I, I don't really get into business with friends. And I guess I like, like oh. I'm probably more like that. Because mm. I've, I've had like my best friend wanting to go like get a house together. And she's like, let's just get a house. Fuck the, fuck the guys. Like we could just do it on our own. I'm like, no, I know. But, and I wonder sometimes if it's like, there's two parts to it. One, I'm Indian and, you know, the, both of you didn't grow up with it. Like my, I feel like my dad is always in my fucking ear going, never do, never do anything with your, with your friends. Never do anything with your friends, you know? And or like, bar, like lend clothing even. No, no so, family, no friends. Don't get into business with them. And mm, interesting. That's, 
it's family all the time for for me on my side of things like it make it makes a lot of sense to my family to go into fr- to to business or like you know committed like paperwork relationships with other family it doesn't as much with friends but i think it's because yeah i don't i don't know but i but i hear you on that i definitely did grow up with like family is everything don't trust anybody else yeah <laughs> see in ours it's even like it, it was always even like don't even don't even get into business with like family. So it was always very like insular in that sense. And I'm, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to learn to expand it because I have a boyfriend now and like, I really love and trust him and we're actually probably going to buy a home together, even though we're not married and I've, we'll do it legally with proper legal documents. Everybody don't freak out. But I mean, yeah, girl, put yourself, <laughs> put yourself number one on that loan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's that idea that like uh, old me would have been like, no, never. Now I realize maybe it's just the type of person. Do you guys at least do you analyze that? Like, I'm sure there's some oh, friends yeah. who wouldn't want to get into business or buy property. With. Oh, for sure. For sure. I've definitely made those mistakes for sure. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a dish moment, like this is one of my friendships did end over business mm-hmm. because I thought I was being clear about what I bring to the table and my expectations. But then it's like, not everybody can, can, it, or maybe it just wasn't a safe enough friendship for that friend to be like, Oh, I'm just going to, say yes, but like, I don't actually think I know what I'm getting into. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I don't know. Like I, I, it can, it can be, I've definitely made those mistakes, but it's made me a lot more deliberate in who I say that to now, Mm -hmm. I guess. So my judgment is better. And you can definitely like insert dating into all this conversation. And that's the thing about friendships with platonic relationships, platonic love and platonic work. You know what I mean? It's just as difficult as romantic. Mm. It's a lot of work. I mean, we discussed that while when you guys were on the podcast too about like for me, a lot of my friends are back uh, in different countries. And so it's a lot of work constantly keeping in touch with everybody. And it's not like I can do it you know, at length every day, but, but even just that process of staying in touch mm-hmm. is tough. No, really, Pallavi. I love diving deep into platonic love with you. It has really gotten me through this pandemic. Same here, Gabrielle. And, you know, we are happily working so hard to produce this slay content for all of our listeners. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon. Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Pallavi? Let me tell you about them perks, okay? Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. It's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest friends interviewed on camera. And wait for it, it's only $2 a month. Yes, it gets better. We are also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. Oh my God, that's amazing. So they can ask us about anything. 
Not only can they ask us anything, there's even a few tiers where they could come on and win a chance to meet our guest friends to ask them anything. Slay, slay, slay. You know, I think what we're most proud of is that 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focusing on great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So you're saying that all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. Hey guys, my name is Natasha Chandale and you're listening to What Are Friends For? Have you ever been in a situation where like you really thought a friend of yours needed to dump somebody or leave somebody and they didn't? And then maybe that friendship fizzled or ended? Oh, yeah, like they yeah, chose yeah. The, oh, like they chose the that. significant other over you. Yeah. I mean, my girl, my best friend, actually, like my childhood best friend since I was seven, she was with this douchebag for five and a half years. All of her other friends said to her that they loved him. He was a very charming guy. Good looking, super charming. And Mm. for some reason, the day I met him right in the beginning of their relationship, I didn't like him. And I even said it to him. I said, I don't particularly like you. I don't think you have good intentions for her. And she was like, "Mm." and I I told her, I said, look, I I really don't think he's a good guy. Like, I just don't believe, I don't know something about it. I had no, nothing to go off of. Just I'm meeting this guy. He seems completely disingenuous. Like he's, he's Hmm. a fuck boy. And she didn't listen to me. Um, when five and a half years, he ended up like beating her. He cheated on her. He like, he did so much stuff to her that broke her by the end. But I think the hard part was I never broke my friendship with her over it, but I know she pulled away in terms of, um, I didn't hang out with them as a couple Mm. as much. Mm. And so, Mm. you know, her other friends were the kind of people that would go out with, she felt comfortable to bring out with him. I only usually like met him during like birthday parties and stuff because she knew I didn't particularly enjoy it. But would I have gone out? Yeah, I would have gone out. I wasn't going to end my friendship with her mostly because I felt like she needed me more than that. I was like, sure, you sure. Know, like she's going to be completely like nobody will tell her, but eventually life showed her um, herself and and she always says that. She's like, you were the only one who said to me straight up that wow. I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's what friends are for, you know? Mm. I wasn't going to lie. So, yeah, it's really tough. It's really, really tough watching that. And I think I've been on the other side. I'm sure people – I was – I've dated more than one shithead, two in particular that I know I lost friends over, um, mm-hmm. you know, because – one, when I moved to LA, actually, I dated this guy that I call Bruce Lee on the podcast. And he's, he's not, I didn't date Bruce Lee, guys. Bruce Lee's dead. Um, but he was like, some, his like dad was some disciple of Bruce Lee, and he was like some four time jujitsu guy. And so, you know, I just called him that. And um, he was a really toxic person and put me in a place where, I had finally recovered from a really bad relationship and he put me back in that place. And I found myself fucking pining over some dude that I'm, that's like not who I am. 
Um, and my friends just couldn't take it. And, and two of them sort of backed off. In a sense, I was a little like, oh, wow, that's all it took. Like, I'm pretty sure I've, I've sat around with you guys, you know, doing a whole bunch of shit because they've been friends for years. Uh, but I was like, all right, that's what it took. Hmm. Yeah, I, it's ter- that's terrifying to tell a friend that you don't. Like, I don't know, to me, that's terrifying to tell a friend, I don't like your boyfriend. I have to say, I think I would probably wimp out and not say it. Yeah. Have I ever done that? I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me either. How close, right? And how severe severe that person may may be crying for help without even knowing it, or also hinting, and it's the whole, like, do you want my opinion or do you want my my ear, you know what I mean? Like if maybe if they asked the opinion, there was one friend, there was one friend that was literally driving away from the toxic relationship and she called feeling guilty, which I think is a common step in toxic relationships, especially if there's a a form of abuse. I said, I said, I said the thing, I was like, do you want me to listen or do you want me to help? Do you want my advice? Cause I can love you in both ways and support you. And she, she thought about it for a while. And she said, I want your advice. I said, did he ask you to stay? And she said, no. And I said, keep driving. Just keep That's driving. Amazing. Your parents are following you. You're good. You're safe. Get out of there. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was like one time that that's happened. And when they do, they count. You got to make them count. Cause that's loving that friend. Mm-hmm. Lightning so first question is, do you have none, one or multiple best friends? Notorious for having multiple. How do you keep in touch? Mostly on text, WhatsApp. I'm really not the. There's a couple that that we do phone calls. In one word, or we'll take a hyphenate. What kind of friend are you? Some examples might be, you're a problem solver. You're listening. You're a listener. You're needy. You're blunt. You're mama bear, etc. I am. The real talk friend? You're the keep it real friend. Yes, that's that's a You're nice. You're gonna tell one. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next question is what would you like to do better as a friend? I wish I could be more like thoughtful around gifts. Like some of my friends are so good about like they'll come up with like the best gift ideas. And I'm always like, here's a gift card to this awesome place that I know you like, but like go pick what you want. I don't wanna fucking give you shit that Maybe you will use, maybe you won't. You're just going to re-gift. No, I never re-gift. No, you you don't want your gift to be re-gifted. You know what I mean? Oh. So that's why you give them a gift yeah. card. Yeah, I'm always just like cuz sometimes people will get me things that I'm like this would never fit me or I would never wear and then I'm like I don't want to be rude and say anything back. So then I just go, well why didn't somebody just give me a gift card? So maybe like I sometimes it's like a love language. I'm like maybe I'm gifting others the way I want to be gifted. But I shouldn't do that. that. I'm trying to come up with more thoughtful gifts. That's smart. Uh, Can I add one more thing to this one? I just thought about it. I I wish sometimes I'd talk less about myself to my friends. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, when you call and you go like, oh, this happened with me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Mm." I wish I could. Like you feel like you vent too much? Well, yeah, because sometimes like I don't have like a lot of my friends here, right? So Mm. when I talk to my friends back home, I'm like giving them my whole life story of how it's been for, you know, last two weeks. And then 
Yeah. I'm just like, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that. I just want to come with things that are good. Maybe yeah. they love that for you, though. Maybe they love being there for you, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Girl. I hear you, though. <laughs> and uh, then finally, Natasha, what are friends for? For everything. Friends are friends are the people to talk to, to have late night ice cream with, when you're having a panic attack, to fucking sit by your side and just rub your back. My friends have, you know, I used to be very ill. Um, I used to have Lyme disease for many years, uh, undiagnosed. And so, you know, I've been in the hospital many times and I used to be so independent that I I would never tell anybody that I'm in the hospital, Mm. but my parents would call my friends. And I remember twice I was like passed out in the hospital and I woke up and one of my best friends was sitting there. And I was like, whoa. And she, and I knew like she works so much. This is in New York. And she left work and, you know, just showed up for me. And same thing when I had a car accident here a few years ago, uh, one of my best friends, Cara, she showed up at the hospital and took care of me. And I like, that's, to me, it's like friends are the family that you choose. I'm sure people have said that here many, many times on the podcast, but I do believe that. That's like, as somebody for me who doesn't have family around, they are my family, but the ones that I choose. Mm, another one, yeah, totally. But the thing that came to mind when you were talking about your specific experience is like, you know, friends are are a li- like in are a life vest in yes. many ways. Yes. Mm, I love that. Totally. Mm. Well, you, if you, you ever need me up, work, You can compass things really well. I'm like, I'm a real talk friend, like jibber jabbering. And you're like, yeah, you keep it real. I'm like, yes, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's what I was trying to say. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, maybe that's because I have a two-year-old that just does nonstop talks. So like, 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 let's that, wrap it up to this. This is exactly what up. you mean, right? Let's okay, great. <laughs> Everyone go check out Kinda Dating Podcast. It's hilarious. It's amazing. All the guests are amazing, including us ladies. <laughs> Natasha, thank you for coming on WAF. You're such a good friend. Thank you, guys. You are amazing friends. Thank it's you. It's official. Now we've been on each other's podcasts, so that's what we really establish friendships. It's so true. So... <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow on La Cienega and we'll look at this house together. <laughs> Just Ooh, there, we're going movie. straight to the west side, you guys. <laughs> we, we're rolling in dough. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fastnickel Inc. and presented by Hoo-Ha-Ha. Our supervising producer is Philip Sanchez. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Rose Harwood. Head of production and marketing is Anna Daniker. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our production assistants are Daniela Heredia Vega, Soler Olson, and Julia Kelch. Our podcast artwork is created by Ashwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Irresistible Force Publicity and Hari Savitala. Don't forget to download the free Hoo-Ha-Ha app to listen to WAF and other exclusive women-led podcasts. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. 
This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFpodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.